He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to be silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a bridge keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hello and welcome to week 74 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm Barry and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Will again this week. Hey Will, how's it going? Hi Barry, hi guys, how are you all doing? Uh, unfortunately James couldn't be with us this week. He is off getting injections for a trip down to South America in a few weeks time. So he got caught. Uh, there's loads of people apparently getting injections tonight so uh, it's some sort of like filing line they have to do. Anyway, look, he's not here. Uh, a bit disappointing, but it means we get a chance of popping them every now and again throughout the show. If anybody would like to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter at PodcastGTS. Um, emails were a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. Um, there is actually one email I want to get to. Uh, Peter McNally emailed us in a few weeks ago. I think if you remember this, Will, and I didn't actually get around to fully addressing it. I'm sorry about that, Peter, but here we go. So let's set it up. Peter was playing his friend in a match and. It got to... Oh, I checked this out as well. Yeah, well... It'd be interested to see if we have the same answer. Well, um, unless you're now working for the RNA, we're probably going to have to listen to what these guys okay. say. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to read cool. the email uh, as Peter's friend, uh, Peter Malone, sent in to the RNA. Good afternoon. I recently played a non-competitive match play game with a friend of mine at Edmundstown Golf Club in Dublin. On the ninth hole, I hit a good drive down the middle of the fairway. Unfortunately, I then pulled my second shot badly into the woods along the left-hand side of the hole. Fearing that the ball was lost, I declared a provisional. I hit the provisional ball to about two two feet. Excellent shot. Uh, He didn't say that I did. Uh, Very good. As I was walking to the green, I found my first ball in the woods and then pitched that ball onto the green. The first ball rolled across the green, bounced off the provisional ball and fell into the cup. Was it a birdie or should he have been penalised? I would be very grateful for your thoughts. The RNA, um, Chris Wallace, rules assistant from the RNA, has come back to him and said, Thank you for your earlier email in which you raised a query on the rules of golf. In answer to your question, under the circumstances which you have described, the player should play the ball as it lies and no penalty is incurred. Rule 19.5 or 19-5 does not apply because the provisional ball is not considered to be in play whilst Rule 19-2 also does not apply because the provisional ball is not considered to be the equipment of the player. Furthermore, as the ball had come to rest in the hole, the player is deemed to have holed out with his previous stroke. Jackpot. Makes a birdie. For further clarification, please see Decision 19-5 forward slash 5 below. So we will just go to that quickly. Uh, ball in motion deflected or stopped by another ball. Uh, at A at rest. If a player's ball in motion after a stroke is deflected or stopped by a ball in play and at rest, the player must play the ball as it lies. So he was all in the clear. Um, a provisional ball is not considered equipment. So along the lines of say you hit your golf bag with your ball, it's a two-stroke penalty because that's equipment. Um, so yeah, he was all in the clear. I had actually checked that up and I got the same answer. It was good, was it? And I actually got it from locally within the club. Oh, excellent. Very good. I just had forgotten to... To bring it up on the show. Because I'd actually asked 
the day after we recorded, I met up with um, the handicap secretary and the competition secretary out in the club. Yeah, and we had a good chat about it. And he literally turned around at the end of the uh, at the end of it and kind of said, "No, no, it's it's the lie of the land." Yeah, was pretty much the answer that I got. Not an official nineteen point one or nineteen point two answer. But, yeah, but pretty much that you know it, it, it may as well have been a stick that was on the green. Yeah, yeah so he, off the stick. Right. It's just you know. So he was right. So that's good. Like it's not. Yeah, yeah, we're both we're both on the same. We're on the same um, wavelength here. Grand, grand. And, and nice birdie. Yeah, very good birdie altogether. Uh, sorry we didn't get to that sooner, Peter. That's my fault. Um, but we got there in the end, so that's uh, happy to do that. Will, have you been playing any golf, or is that just a silly question because you play ridiculous amounts of golf? So, how many games have you played this last week? I played Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And um, didn't do particularly well on the Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. I got three point ones back, uh, so now I'm a ten handicap. But then on Saturday I had a decent day. Uh, we came second in a in a four person team rumble. Excellent. Any good prize? I think it was some wine. I haven't even picked it up. I'm not. A, I don't drink wine, so to me it's not a it's not a particularly good prize. But I'll take it. <laughs> no, it's already been. Uh, it's already been reallocated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I don't particularly like when wine is given up as prizes, but. Mm. You know, if that's the way people want to, you know, it's always good to get sponsorship for prizes. Unless so, you find out where the wine is from, you bring the wine there and maybe exchange it for some beer or spirits or... Potentially, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, know, I know where it was bought from. It was bought from the corkscrew in Dorpy, I think. Okay, well, see, there you go. Yeah, you could have got it. I still anyway. can because it hasn't been t- taken anyway, but like, very good to the sponsor and yep. for, for sponsoring the prizes in the first place. So that was it, you know. Point one's back. Love them. Yeah, I know. Out of ten, just in time for the July medal this weekend. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, jo- I didn't get to play now in the last week, which is I, bl- I played once actually in Castlenock uh, last Thursday. In Castlenock, as much as I actually like the golf course, it seems to be my destination where I just get a guaranteed point one back. And uh, I was talking to one of the guys in the group, and he's he plays off nine, and he we both kind of uh, he's done a lot of thinking about it as well. He finds himself struggling there a bit also. The first four holes are pretty tricky for for our handicap range. We've a shot, I think, on only one of the first four holes, or maybe two of the first four holes. But it's a tough start to the course, so you can find yourself behind on par or your points very early on in the round, and then trying to fight to get back. I actually think it's a very scorable golf course, and I think I can go around there in a very good score. I just haven't done it yet, so uh, it was in great shape. It's actually a cracking value, and uh, for anyone who hasn't played it, I'd recommend getting out there they have open competitions on Thursdays and uh, it's the green fees are actually very uh, very friendly on the pocket and it's a lovely course it's in great condition so uh, yeah check it out folks I think we ended up playing up there one time we got uh, it was actually with Stuart Canahan mm. your, uh, your buddy yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we ended up playing in the um, I think it was called the Irish Four Ball where okay. the club nominate normally what you do is you qualify through the club competitions uh, yeah, yeah. and then you go off and represent the club but I think whatever happened the people pulled out so because myself and Stuart had won a couple of sing- singles competitions mm-hmm. they asked if we represent and uh, we ended up playing with uh, Corey Carrington's brothers so Very when I say cool. with them like they were obviously our opponents but yeah. we were playing with each other yeah, yeah that's uh, dirty so I think uh, I think Stuart got a bit um, starstruck but the whole thing by association know, okay. I didn't even know who they were he was like they're Harrington's brothers <laughs> I was like alright so I actually went up to them and went are you uh, Paul Harrington's brother went yeah I went alright so we had a bit of crack and all that but it, as you said it's a lovely golf course I played there a good few times and I love the way that uh, 
you've got the ninth and the eighteenth are part threes. Uh, yeah, and it's a giant, yeah, an enormous double green. Yeah, it's uh, great. It's like, for, and yeah. playing up to the clubhouse across water, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very nice. Cool double finish. And so, the tenth is a drivable par five. A drivable par five. Yeah, I've driven it a couple of times. Re- of what tee box? Of the whatever tee box. With the water short of the green. Yeah. That's phenomenal because hey, did you fly it all the way? Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just, did you bounce it off the car path and then like on top of a golf buggy that drove up beside the green and then hit the brakes and the ball fell off the, the roof? Fact that you're still even talking about this. Yeah. I was just trying to annoy you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Weirdest way to drive a par five green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> way to get Barry talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, James, James, um, James gives an update next week. He went for a lesson with Mark and uh, Mark O'Mahony, our pro and has now got quote proper ball flight he's got his yard, he went up last night to the range or two nights ago and did all his yardages um, that he's now hitting his clubs and uh, some, really good. some very impressive distances uh, back where he was now actually a couple of years ago so it's great that he's back and he has no more balloony ball flight as I call it yeah no I remember playing with him a couple of weeks ago or maybe could be three weeks ago I may have yeah. said this already but like his game has come on leaps and bounds yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, he's got this new putt. He's, da- he's dangerous. He can, yeah, he's he can, dangerous. He could go around and start going very low very quickly. Yeah, he's very. He's lo- his golf game is lovely now. It's lovely and compact. He knows his limitations, and his, which aren't his, which aren't yeah, there aren't that many on it. He can hit the ball a long way for. Oh no, what I mean is that he knows them now. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's very much in the zone of knowing his yardages and his inside and outside shots, and you know that kind of yeah. way. And so he actually thinks about it. Every, he takes out his little yardage kind of book. Every time before he hits a shot, like you know, and he's really thinking about it. It's such a golf club wanker move, isn't it? It's a really hard book. book. (laughs) Playing much better than I am, you know. Maybe I should start doing it. Yeah, it's big time tour sauce. Uh, Okay, let's move on to a bit of news. Uh, Everybody has heard this, unless you have been buried in a bunker somewhere for the last few days. And Rory McIlroy has unfortunately had a total rupture of his left ankle ligament in. Little football, football kickabout with his friends there in the weekend. What an idiot! I know, I know, but like you just—it's not like he can predict these things will happen. And he gets you know crazy injuries occurring. Uh, on from the bits and pieces of uh, things I've read about it, a total rupture is as bad as it gets when it comes to a ligament. And I was actually talking to the my physio who helped me recuperate from my ankle injury a couple of years ago. And she was saying it could be months for him to come back. It could be less. You just never know. Obviously, Rory's going to have the best of care. So um, he's got he's undergoing tests over the next couple of days. I'm sure they'll have they'll know more and give uh, projected timelines about it. Uh, <laughs> another thing about Rory, did you see this? Well, the Fox on Fox, one of their sports shows, outnumbered oh, the I news anchor it. Harris Faulkner was giving an update on his injury, and off camera, one of the other uh, hosts of the show said. He's a leprechaun. I can't stand him. And the accent there. The, the face on the news anchor was... The face on the anchor was priceless. She was like, what have you done? And you're saying this has gone a bit crazy over in the States. Yeah, well, not even in the States. Like I was Everywhere. In Ireland. Like I was listening to the radio at lunchtime today and they were talking about it on Spin 1038. Okay, so it's gone, it's gone big, yeah. Spin 1038 is not really a sports channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the kind of way it was just literally there. They were talking about racism and... You know, all this kind of stuff, like, you know, because they're, to- you know, at lunchtime they have a kind of a topical kind of thing, um, you know, where they talk about kind of, I suppose, stuff that's going on. Yeah, big news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that actually got brought up, which was actually hilarious. 
but like, what an idiot! I know, I don't know. Like, I feel like McElroy, by the way. These these flippant comments, like, I mean, I doubt she's a racist, you know, or maybe she probably isn't a racist. It's just some off the cuff comment, and uh, she just doesn't like the guy. But she, could, yeah. you don't have to call him a, a leprechaun. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So somebody who actually has really put his foot firmly into his mouth. Um, and there's no stranger to it. It's Donald Trump. So his, his comments about the Mexicans a couple of weeks ago have uh, uh, have started to show backfiring potential. And I love I love this is I don't love it, but I think it's so hilarious the way these things happen. You know, so the PGA of America and Donald Trump apparently have quote mutually agreed to not host the Grand Slam of Golf at Trump National Golf Club in LA this autumn. Uh, I doubt it was mutually agreed. I'd say it was quite forcefully put upon him by the PGA of America. This is not you're not going to get this tournament. It's gone now. So which is uh, a shame because that golf course was was really really good. Is that the one where McIlroy threw the four iron in the water? The one in LA was that no that was Trump International and that was Doral in Florida. So this is Trump National in LA. Oh okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah and right. look, the Grand Slam of golf. It's the four Grand Slam winners and oh yeah, yeah. It's the one that Harrington always gets into because one of the guys never wants to play in it and Harrington has the most qualifying criteria to get into it. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so look, is it's this one where McIlroy played left-handed. Did he? Because <laughs> Bob Watson McElroy. Oh, could have well have been. Yeah. And then he played, he parred. Remember, he tried to... Tried to play left-handed. Left yeah, yeah. And he started making go, hey, Bubba, watch this, watch this. Yeah. And then, like, he fell into the water. <laughs> he parred the whole of Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Like, that's good banter. Uh, anyway, it remains to be seen how much more Donald Trump's uh, plans for golf domination will suffer. It's, I'd say it's a tough one for the PGA Tour and the USPGA because he... A lot of you know he's a lot of power in the game. A lot of his golf courses host PGA Tour events, and in a, you know in kind of areas like you know where will will there other courses in the areas where his places host these events be able to step up to the mark and you know host them to such a level as his places do? So it's a, it's a tricky one for them. You know he's a good power person to have on board, but you know they can't really they don't really want to be associated with him and what he's you know his comments and. Those racist comments were well, absolutely and rightly so. Absolutely, you, know, you can't be seen to be saying that kind of stuff. No. It's ever, a, you know, uh, golf is a gentleman's game, and yeah. we want to have gentlemen playing it, uh, and ladies as well. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm not going to try land you in it, will sorry. Uh, J- J- <laughs> Jason Day, uh, they seem to be getting to the root of the problem here on why he's getting vertigo and had the, you know those issues at the U.S. Open. He's been diagnosed with a viral infection in his inner ear, Ooh. near his inner ear nerve. So he's on uh, he's on drugs, the medication to fix it, and he will play the Open Championship, which is good news. Uh, you know, funny. I had exciting. I'm not going to say I had something similar to that, but it was funny because I had I had something that I couldn't figure out. Right, and I had this buzzing in the mm. back of my head, and I was losing balance and all that kind of stuff. But maybe something similar. Mm-hmm. I went and got like CAT scans, and I mean, this is nowhere of a lie. Couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I, I was feeling really weird and all that. And eventually I went to the doctor and uh, he did a, a scan and it turned out that it could be something similar, but it was like these things called the eustachian tubes. Yeah, they're the, the ones that relieve the pressure nose, between your nose and your ears. ears. <laughs> right, they were massively blocked and infected. Oh. So what I needed, so because of the infection and all that, it was actually causing the imbalance and the buzzing in my ear and the whole lot. No way. And it took me a week of being on steroids and antibiotics. And then all of a sudden it was perfect again. And I went through stages of going, 
I'm dying. <laughs> you know, man thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. dying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, have, yeah. you have a cold. You, you're dying. I'm dying. Man yeah, flu. Man flu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on from our um, medical issues. Um, so we're the competition for Karn. Karn have so nicely given us a four ball voucher to give away, and loads of you've been retweeting our tweet, uh, which is pinned to the top of our Twitter account at Podcast GTS. Any listener can enter. Uh, only one entry per person will be valid, although a few of you have been retweeting it multiple times. Thank you very much. Karen, thanks you very much because they're getting good exposure as well for their wonderful golf course. So I retweeted it. You did as well. You did. I must do it myself just to get it out to my followers, which are probably mostly spam accounts and stuff like that of my 200 followers. But, uh, oh, look, I love the way you threw that in. 200 yeah. followers. No, no, well, it's more than that. But we have many more followers who are awesome for the podcast account and hopefully you guys will all enter and anyone who doesn't follow us on Twitter, jump on there, get the tweet out and win a voucher for this unbelievable golf course. So I... It's a closing day for that. It is this Sunday at midnight GMT or... So that's the 12th. Summertime, yeah. The 12th of July. Yes. Okay. Uh, The night that the Scottish Open is finished and the John Deere Classic is finished. So... Uh, the tweet is on our Twitter account. I will read it out without the ats and hashtags. It's I want to visit Wild Atlantic Way to play Lynx Golf in current Lynx with Podcast GTS. Loads of hashtags, loads of uh, tags. The Wild Atlantic Way is like this route all along the west coast of Ireland, taking in loads of scenic things, historical things. It is unbelievably spectacular. And some of the roads that it, you know, it brings it up near coastlines and stuff that will just blow your mind. So... Karn is actually uh, on this, which is really cool. So that's why we put that in there. Anyway, uh, somebody's going to win a voucher for Karn, and we yeah we might try get a big group, a little podcast trip down there later on in the year. We'll, we'll let we'll let people know for when we're going down, and they can try you know get in on it. Cool. Okay, uh, last week the LPGA tour had a week off uh, in preparation because they're going to play a major this week. Oh, the US Women's Open. A second, I just want to bring you back a step. Uh oh. You forgot all about Mickelson and Harrington. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, up in stacks. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, no, go for it. Let's do it because I this is the only information I have is that James said that they were there. So oh, okay. I don't know anything else than that. Oh, right, yeah. This was in the news headlines, but I didn't. I was hoping James would be here to tell it's us more about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but seeing as he's getting pricked right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so yeah, Harrington and Mickelson were actually in, sta- in Harrington's whole, well, the golf course he learned to play golf on Stackstown Golf Club, I think it was yesterday, so we know nothing more than that, we'll ask James about it. I believe it, it was with partners, uh, insofar as yeah. both their wives, um, or significant others, and I don't think they were playing golf, okay. I think they just went up for lunch or a day right. or something like and that. And to look through the Harrington Museum they have up there, yeah, there's exactly. lots of artifacts of his and yeah. paraphernalia, which is pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like, you know, flags from Opens and mm. all that kind of science stuff that he uh, dedicated to the club, so... Yeah, it was just probably, you know, obviously with Mickelson coming over to play the Scottish Open, mm-hmm. he may have stopped over in Ireland to maybe play a game of golf. I wouldn't have been surprised if Phil had taken in a couple of rounds of golf and uh, Lynx golf courses down the west that like he loves at the Hinge. And oh, yeah, the Hinge. Maybe the European club. Could have. You never know, like, you know, because they all love the European club. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, we might do a bit of rooting around. Yeah, well, James but, might Actually, be anybody's, if anybody knows where these pros, if they've stopped off and played in the golf courses here in Ireland, like Ricky Fowler or... There's a whole load of Americans over. Anyone knows if any of them stopped off to play or test out any courses? Give us a shout. Yeah. 
Okay, so so the LPGA took a week off because they're going to play the US Women's Open this week. But on the European tour, it was the beginning of beginning of their the linksy swing. And the the All Storm Open to France took place at the Golf National Paris, and this is the course that will be hosting the Ryder Cup in twenty eighteen. Gray McDowell was def- double defending champion and didn't have the best of times, but his poor form has continued. Eight over? Yeah. It's in the two rounds? Now, yeah. I know it wasn't a particularly low scoring over after two rounds. I think the leading score was only four under. Oh, yeah, it's a tough golf course. Yeah, so he was only 12 shots off, but, you know, his game isn't there at the moment. And you know what? It, it might look like a chasm, but, you know, we all know how quickly golf can just turn around, so. Oh, yeah. You never know, like. What could click for him some week, you know? But the thing about it is, he's not getting downhearted. Things have changed in his life. Yeah. I'm only I'm only talking about what's in the press here. Now, mm-hmm. so I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, you're not on, you're not on the phone to him. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. How is everything great? Really, you know? Yeah, no, but like you know, new wife, new kid, new you know, all that kind of stuff. Like you know, new beer. He's part of a brewing company. A brewing now. company. But like I was watching him over the weekend in the European tour, and he was hitting some super shots. He was just getting punished by the, the spots that he was being left in, and. You know, he wasn't, like, the big thing is always about putting. He wasn't putting particularly well. Um, but he was, like... He didn't make the weekend, unfortunately. You are watching him, though, before the weekend. Sorry, did I say the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Meant, I meant the, the Thursday, Friday. I was watching him. In, in particular, I was watching him, hoping that he, something would come good, like, mm. you know. And he was playing with Keimer and... Uh, B-Dub. Yeah, B-Dub. So yeah, so I was thinking to myself, go, these guys are going to spark each other off because of yeah, the yeah. Cup and all that kind of stuff. And the funny thing is, there's, like... They didn't really spark off each other. I know Keimer in the end came, uh, well, I know he, he double bogey, did he bogey or double bogey the last? He did, yeah. He finished fourth. And yeah, he was he, in second up until the 18th hole. Yeah, Vito was up there as well until oh, he made faded, faded away a bit though on Sunday. Um, it was, I mean, this was a very impressive performance from Bert Friesberger. He had one bogey on in the final two rounds, which is really impressive on that golf course because there is... There's just catastrophe lurking all around the place. This is one of the weeks where you're going to see so many doubles, triples, quads. You just saw some crazy numbers getting run up by players. Well, I was watching him, right? And he started off like par, par, par. Mm. And he was like a couple of shots behind uh, at that stage. Uh, it was funny that the two guys who were on the last group, your man Van Zyl, Van Zyl mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember who the other guy was. Whoever the two guys... They didn't have a birdie between them yeah. in the last round. But the funny thing is, your man, Wiesberger, uh, was getting putts from like 25, 30 foot. And yeah. they were good putts. He chipped in on one hole from just off the green. Mm. Um, he laid up on a par five that everyone else was going for. I can't remember whether he was forced to. Mm-hmm. I think it was the ninth hole that a lot of people were going to. And it was funny because the commentator was turning around going, uh, he left himself about 121 into the flag. And uh, everyone was like, this is the way to play the hole. He says, because when you get up around that green, it's nearly impossible to birdie. You know, okay, so a, short, a shorter shot is really, really tricky. Yeah, because like, they're all going into bunkers left and right, and particularly where the pin was. Okay. That uh, the, the green kind of went into a little kind of, a small little segment with slopes going on and off uh, mm. and off it. So he ended up like nearly getting the eagle, like uh, the ball spun and oh, very good. Just not, like I mean, it landed like a, an inch away from the hole. And he's he's the kind of guy that usually goes for like he is long off the tee, and he's typically hyper aggressive in his approach to golf. So it's it's interesting that he had, maybe he had the, the the thought to do it. Maybe his caddy just said, "Hey, listen, boss, you know, just hang on here." 
let's have a look at this today and let's play a bit of strategy but I can't remember whether it was a case that he, he maybe he pushed or pulled his drive off. and he was in a little bit of trouble maybe he was in a little bit of trouble and he yeah. had to I just can't remember exactly but all I remember is that he had to be laid up and he was yeah. the only person to lay up and I think he was one of the only people to bury it wow very so, impressive and then of course he just turned, made the turn and he played the most conservative and awesome nine holes of par golf mm-hmm. I've ever seen like every time that the commentator was I think it was Radar and whatnot, or I can't remember if they were just kind of saying the shot here is like 25 foot past the flag next thing bang 25 foot past the flag mm-hmm. the shot here is 15 foot to the left of the flag bang 15 foot left of the flag he never made a he mistake never, yeah he never put himself in a no. dangerous position and to... every putt that he was going for birdie was just leave, be left beside the hole yeah yeah you know so he's looking like he was giving it a chance but he only had tap ins the guy was just like a machine. It Perfect. was awesome to watch. Very well planned. Very well planned. And yeah, as you said, he had a stellar front nine. He finished with five birdies in the last six holes in the front nine. And yeah. puts him in a great position. And he let the rest of them try come at him. And they just couldn't get yeah, couldn't get close enough. Well, James, yeah, yeah, James sure. Morrison had a good week. He, he pushed him to the end. He got to he got to two, three shots. Well, he finished three shots behind. He made a good birdie on 16 to put a bit, apply a bit of pressure to Wiesberger. And... Credit to Wiesberger. I think he was in a bit of trouble on 17, was he? And uh, my, my highlights package might have been mixed up between the days. But uh, he did make a spectacular, you know, he made a very good swing on 17 to put it on into the middle of the green. Or 16, 17, I think he got himself out of trouble. And 18, he just played he birdied 18. He birdied 18, yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Sorry, yeah. Because yeah. it was one of those things where, you know, you see everyone who's winning by a couple of shots, they always seem to just roll in the foot. Hmm. And yeah, yeah. To birdie yeah. It. So I remember McElroy did that a couple of times in the majors. Who? What? What? He's not your favorite golfer, is he? When you stretch, um, it was just interesting. Like, look, going into the week, I was having a look at golfers who had good course form on this on this place, and they obviously didn't make my fantasy teams or my you know any of my bets. And Viesberger was one of those guys. Martin Keimer didn't have doesn't have didn't have the greatest of form in this course, and he finished fourth. So that's got to you know say a lot about how well he's swinging the golf club now. And, with uh, St. Andrews coming up now in two weeks' time, less than two weeks. Yeah, 16. He's, he's yeah, well, sorry, it's Thursday week, so it's, week, it's like yeah. it's nine days. So he, he's going to be very excited about his chances around there. Like, he does play very well around St. Andrews. Uh, Rafa Cabrera Bello continued his hot form. He another top five there. He should have won at least two out of the last three weeks. I mean, 29, 28. on the back nine. Yeah, honestly, he really should have. Like the he's the guy's playing phenomenally well. Yeah, what do you two eagles and two birdies in the back nine? So that's unfortunately for him. He had a couple of uh, he had a double and a triple on the front nine. Yeah, and he still shot two under par yeah, I know, for the yeah, round. Ridiculous. So look, he's probably you know if he keeps knocking on the door, eventually one of them. But happen. I think the big thing for him was that by doing that, he got himself into the open because he got one of the qualifying spots. He did indeed. Yeah, and then Morrison got one as well. And Jakob Van Zyl. And Jakob Van Zyl, you know. So uh, Jakob yeah. Van Zyl, I must say. He, he obviously maybe pressure was on him or whatever, but that guy made the most amazing up and downs, I'd say about seven times. Got, in the last round, you know. Got so, like, obviously, he knew he was kind of gone, at, you know, when he wasn't making birdies, but mm. he still held that score together. I think he may have been two over for his round. He was two over, yeah, no birdies, as you said. Yeah, um, two look, bogeys in the front nine, and then he just played steady golf, but up and down. I mean, that's. They were talking about pro golfers and they were kind of going, that was a pro up and down, professional up and down, mm. you know, or a professional par, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. He made his mistake and then got out of it and then, you know, there was chips. A couple of lads, the two guys were chipping on, from the greens on uh, on the last day. Both Van Zyl and whoever, I can't remember who he was playing with. Was it Kiefer? 
Maximilian and Kiefer. Yeah, yeah. The two of them I remember on one particular stage uh, were on the green, the front of the green. The fl- flag was at the back, but it was over a little hump that you had to come across to the flag. So putting really wasn't. It may have been an option, but it, like you know, to see them just chipping and the way they did, and they were talking about how they'd have to hit the shots. They couldn't open up the club. They had to keep closed faces because. The bounce off the club if they hadn't had it open. Yeah, the, the ball could have gone anywhere. It's like when Mickelson plays the cart pass shot. Yeah, know? he's just like, yeah, it's an easy shot. It's like it's just, easy you know, shot. just it comes out it. a little bit low. Yeah, but these guys were just doing it, yeah. and then they, you know, the guys with the commentators are like, you know, this is a definite bogey, and yeah. next thing they're getting up and down. And that's the difference between them and us. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's and you. It's it's a it's it's a huge difference. Yeah, big time. Um, very enjoyable though. I enjoyed the final round of the European Tour. It was very good. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good golf course. It lends itself to a lot of drama. Even though uh, Wiesberger made it very drama less on his uh, boring back nine until he birdied eighteen. But very impressive win all the same. Yeah, well, um, good on him. We'll move over to the PGA Tour. And we were at the Greenbrier Classic in West Virginia. This uh, this was pretty dramatic going into Sunday because there were so many people within a few shots of each other. Thirty players within three shots, crazy. And it got down to a four man playoff between Danny Lee, David Hearn, Robert Streb, and Kevin Kisner, who. Spent, who played most of his final range putting with his 56 degree wedge that was Streb yeah. yeah oh sorry Streb did that wasn't it yeah, yeah. beggar bar not Kisner uh, it was I, do you know what the sick thing was Like it, it wasn't like he broke it in anger or frustration he just tossed his putter over towards his golf bag like these guys do all the time and whatever way it landed it just broke at the, the, the neck and yeah. obviously can't use it then uh, because it wasn't damaged in the ordinary course of play as in like taking a stroke Yeah. so uh he was really impressive with putting with his wedge. I mean, super impressive. He only made one mistake with the wedge, and that was on 17, I think, where yeah. he uh, bogeyed it. He was on the green at three. And he got very aggressive with his first effort, but oh. credit to him for having given it a rip like, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. Again, I watched He's, all of the Sunday. Yeah. I literally did nothing but watch golf on Sunday. So uh, That's bliss. That's it, my idea of heaven. <laughs> it, was, it was phenomenal. And um, I must say that uh, Danny Lee was very, very impressive. Um, I thought that the, the, the playoff hole was very, like, you know, the 18th being the final hole was actually very interesting because, like, you know, you have a shot at getting a hole in one or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or it's birdie time. And it was very amusing to watch both Danny Lee and um, Hearn. Hearn, thank you. Mm. Um, like so, Danny Lee was okay as we as the TV screen was looking at the green. Yeah. Um, the, Danny Lee left himself about fourteen foot right of the flag on the downhill slope, uh, whereas Hearn left himself twenty. 20 foot right or sorry left of the flag yeah. they both ball. had about 18 footers or yeah. thereabouts like they was downhill mm. Hearn was uphill uh, and they both missed him Hearn left his on the lip this is in regulation this is in regulation yeah. and the funniest thing was that they both put on the first playoff they both put their balls in the exact same position I'd say yeah within within half a club length within half a club unbelievable and they both got the putts and it was very funny to hear the commentators turn around saying uh you don't give a pro golfer a second chance at the exact same, but they don't miss it. You yeah. know, looking away. Yeah, yeah. I felt sorry for Kissner. Yes, uh, because like he put him into this ridiculous rough, 
It was pretty epic. It was, it was Kisner, it wasn't it? It was Kisner, yeah. yeah. He went, yeah, he went, and he had, he made, he took a, a few shots to get out. It was four, three, four. Yeah, yeah, he took, he was hitting, he was put, he had his first putt was for five. And Joe, the horrible thing is he hit a beautiful shot that drew, was drawing just left of the pin, and the only, the only thing was that little bit of adrenaline caused him to hit it that bit further, and it went over the back, you know, and into that lie, and that's the difference. That's the difference, you know, and, uh, but it was very, very exciting. And even then, the second uh, playoff hole, they both tried to lose it. Oh, God, the two two enormous tiger hooks. Oh. <laughs> or and the only difference tiger was, of a few weeks ago. He seemed to be a little bit straighter this week. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But like the only difference was that um, Danny Lee got away with it. Yes, big time. Because he was a little bit bigger, and he was away from the trees out on the left-hand side. Mm. Hearn had no shot and managed to get it to a bunker, you know. Now, they said something interesting about Hearn. They were like... You know, does he have the option to go down the left and then hit over the trees for his third? Now, I know in an ideal world you want to have a clean look at the pin or what you're shooting at for his third shot, but his his second shot seemed like to me it seemed riddled with risk in that he could either leave it short in the rough and not kind of clear that rough. He'd go under a tree branch and around a tree, so he could either leave it short in the rough and not make the fairway, or as what happened, he went through the fairway and into the bunker and left himself with an awful, awful lie for. Where you know where he had to play his third from. So what he had to do was he had to keep it under the tree, put it around the tree, keep it low enough to get over to get under the tree, but keep it high enough to clear the first bunker. The, no, the, the second yeah, bunker yeah, yeah. only came to play by accident. Well, yeah, he, well, because he, he did it too well. well. He, he didn't, didn't hulk it enough. Yeah, see now, and but he had it seemed to have a clearer shot down the left. Anyway, yeah. look, it, it obviously these guys know what they're doing because they're the ones in the playoff on the PGA Tour, so. Of course, like. um, and look, hindsight's twenty twenty as well. He left, he left himself in an awful position, and you know he gave himself a chance to make par. And in fairness, his his approach shot in, his fourth shot in, I'd say it went about a foot or two too far because oh. otherwise it was going to spin back towards did the hole. Did you see the spin that he even got on it? Because it was, it was hold- holding on the hill. Yeah, yeah, it was holding on. So there was, and a, was like, so oh no! It was heartbreaking. One to thing watch. I want to say, obviously, I know you were going to talk a little bit about Tiger, I presume. But I would just want to, like you know, put my my heart out to Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas started the day. Everyone thought he was going to win it. He had three birdies in the first eight holes. Got yeah. himself to thirteen under. Um, there was a couple of nice good rounds there. Your man Russ Henley came in with a nice score, sixty four. Mm. Uh, someone else had come in with a sixty five or sixty three to get it up there. But um, then all of a sudden, Justin Thomas bogey nine, not too bad. And triple bogey ten, and these were the easy, easy holes. Yeah, on the and then he had a quadruple side. bogey on the fourteenth or something like that. Like he, f- he four putted. Yeah, they did. Well, that was the he four putted. He had four putted ten, and he quad bogey on the sixteenth. Sixteenth. Now yeah. I remember listening to that. Like he was all part of the commentary. Mm. You know, up to that point, and the next thing you know, all, the next time I see him is when he's actually putting out on the eighteenth, and they're like, all I see is his score was like minus three. I was like. What just happened? Yeah, maybe, maybe minus five or something like he that. Fi- he finished five under. Actually, funny. It's good that you should mention. We're going to give a little plug to No Laying Up as well. They've okay. been on our show before, and I was on theirs for the US Open the podcast, preview, which was yeah. good fun with uh, Chris over there. No Laying Up. Chris had an episode there with Justin Thomas a few weeks back, and it's like an hour long, and it's just a brilliant listen. Get a really good insight into life on tour from a young up and coming pro. I was just really excited to be out there and. Talking about like you know looking for the first win, you know obviously the guy's super eager to get it and it yeah. will come. He's so talented, like he's uh, he's got it in the bag to, oh. to get a win. This look, it's another it's another uh, you learn more from defeat than you do from victory. But so. he is tiny. 
I know, and he hits it so far. They were talking about um, your man Dennis Pugh, I think, was... Yeah, about uh, the same size as him. Like <laughs> Yeah, but I think... No, hang on, maybe I've got this wrong, but they were talking about the fact that Justin Thomas, Gary Woodland, and Ross Fisher were all out playing golf. That they were all... Like, Dustin... Or, uh, Gary Woodland is massive off the tee. Yeah. So is Ross Fisher, believe it or believe it not. Is this the, the English lad? Yeah, yeah, the English yeah. lad, right? And they, and they all turned around and said that uh, Justin Thomas was bigger than the one. Than the wow. He, uh, yeah, he was talking about his swing. Actually, it was a Saturday night, and he used to say, I, try, I generate an awful lot of power from the ground. Like, he really leverages the power and pushes up off the ground. And yeah, just, yeah. And, but he's, the fact that his body is able to un, unleash that power through his hips and his fast body turn, like, it's... It's it's really special golf swing. Like, oh yeah, because he's he's a wiry little guy. Like. He's small. You know, yeah, like. yeah. Uh, he's he's got serious talent. Like he's there's if he's not going to win, he's going to have a bunch of top tens the remainder of the oh, season. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's good. He's very very talented golfer. Anyone else catch your eye? Let's, let's talk a little bit about Tiger. This was actually a really good week for Tiger. Uh, he finished seven under par. Three rounds were sub were sub par. Eight under par was it? Uh, he finished 700 for the tournament I'm going to go with the PGA Tour website no I'm going to stick with 800 <laughs> okay on uh, Will's leaderboard Tiger Woods finished 800 in a tie for 29th instead of tie for 32nd as the PGA Tour tells us <laughs> so well done Tiger on your top 30 last week in Will's imaginary golf world uh, this is a really good week for Tiger uh, <laughs> three subpar rounds of golf Saturday he had a little bit of a struggle but he still managed you know, his, his struggling rounds recently have been like high 70s or an 80 as it was okay so you had 66 on Thursday right? 69 on Friday that's 5 under a 71 on oh, Saturday oh okay that brought him back to 4 so yeah oh, okay computer is right so yeah you're, you're, you're back on board with PJ so <laughs> yeah, yeah official yeah, results yeah yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're on board now we're okay. this is good he seems uh, he seems a little happier with this game he's, you know, he's been saying it's not too far away um, but his driver is still killing him Still, but that's not going to matter so much at St Andrews. You know, it's quite wide up there, so you know, there's every chance he could contend. The way that he hits the ball is so wide at the moment. There's no course that's going to save he, him. St Andrews. He doesn't need his driver in St Andrews. He doesn't need his driver anywhere. Well, that's well, yeah, that's true. Like he, he was hitting three woods, rescues, all this whatever stuff, and he was getting birdies. You know, all of a sudden he takes out the big dogs to try and get those extra yardages. When it came off, it was amazing. Because I saw him hitting drives 30, 40 yards past some of the lads who were the big hitters. Mm-hmm. Just because of his angle or the way, you know, whatever way he connected with the ball. But, like, um, then all of a sudden, like, you're seeing him putting ball out of bounds. Yeah. Look, the, the big misses are still there. But the the better stuff is a little bit better, you know. The... Oh, I saw some of the chips he was hitting. They were phenomenal. Like, you're nearly holding out on par fives and stuff like that. Like, so... The game's getting there, you know, and I don't, you know... His, pu- his putting still isn't great now. I'm just looking at his uh, shot link stats for the week. So he was 4.3 strokes ahead of the field on strokes gained T to green last week. And he lost just under one stroke on putting to the field. So, you know, he had one good putting day on a Thursday and then his, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, his putting was poor. So, but, you know... His putts per green and regulation are not bad. So, you know, his stats are trending in the right direction. You know, he's getting there. Holds a couple more putts, tidy, tightens in one or two of those drives, and all of a sudden, you know, he's at that tournament, he's 11 under, and he's really close to the lead. He's, you know, he's 12 under. Yeah. You know, it's... Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, you know, the fact of it is that he's there, um, and it's a lot better than some of the competition. Like, even getting to the cut and, you know, making the cut and getting past the cut. Now, you also have to look at the calibre of the field, as someone as someone said to me, like, who was actually there 
you know, I know all these guys are good golfers mm. and all that, but like you're talking about it, like the caliber of the field. It was a know, reasonably mid strength PJ Tour field, let's say. It was it's a called strength, that, you know, and he still only came top, well, 30 so Top 32. Top 32. Well done, yeah, tied 32nd. Yeah, tied 32nd. Look, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good week for Tiger. Yes. It's another step in the right direction, and, you know, don't, I'd say don't underestimate the feel good vibe of going to St. Andrews. I think that'll that's worth a few, sh- maybe a shot around for him alone. Just that feel good vibe we're getting there. Well, like, where was Lowry at the weekend? Someone t- I thought, I was convinced he was playing at the weekend. Nope. Thank you for saying that because I was looking, searching the European tour, searching the leaderboard, searching the USPJ. I was kind of going, what's going on? Where is Lowry? Where is he playing? <laughs> I don't know about He He was on a week off, actually. Heard, I actually heard him on the radio there on the way up to our uh, glorious recording studio here in Will's front room. Um, he's, he's in good form. He's just launched a range of clothing with Cartel. Uh, Cartel clothing. So he, Shane will be wearing all that stuff uh, next week. Well, he's actually gone over to the Scottish Open this week. Uh, I suppose that's a good good time to segue ourselves onto this week's events. Yes. Look forward to them. So the LPGA, the ladies have the US Women's Open from Lancaster Country Club in Philadelphia. Michelle Wee is defending. Uh, this is quite a long golf course for the ladies. It's six thousand three hundred eighty six yards, par seventy one. Um, this is a toughie, right? So I've had a look at the website of this golf course. Fourteen of the eighteen tee shots play into some form of slope. From like a, an easy slope to a severe slope, and there's some side roll offs are roll offs as well. So like you're like, proper US Open conditions, you know there's heavy rough down sides as well. Your every part of your game needs to be on fire this week. You need to be hitting that ball straight, and the greens are going to be as fast as they can get them on this golf course. So wow. it's it's going to be a very tough test, and they expect it to be maybe level par winning, wow. which is which is the way they usually do for US Open. Uh, the way oh, it yeah. should be, I think. You know, par is the target. I'm uh, looking forward to actually picking up a little bit of this on um, Sky Sports where you usually have the red button option you can do like a split screen or something now yeah. uh, may, hopefully it'll be on a slightly staggered time from the John Deere Classic on Sunday so I get to watch both events and, uh, yeah because I generally set it to record so like yeah. it's hard to, to you know you can't you have to pick and pick or choose one. You're committed to one or the other. Yeah, the split screen one just doesn't. Re- it's just not big enough. I, I just think I, we should just buy a second TV or something like that. Just, <laughs> yeah, rent out a movie cinema or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, sure. A quick, a quick uh, rundown. Take like the top ten or so in the betting. Indy Park is six to one. Lydia Coe's ten to one. Stacey Lewis is elevens. Suzanne Pedersen's fourteen to one. As is Hyoju Kim. Shanshang Feng is 18 to 1, as is So Yun Ryu. Anna Norkvist is 20 to 1, and Minji Lee is also 20 to 1. And I guess rounding out, Lexi Thompson's 22 to 1. So I have no picks for this yet. I'm not really sure. I haven't gone enough into, into detail on this, but I think mm, I will be looking at the longer players. Maybe like Brittany Lincecum, she's quite long off the tee. Really? So long off course, yeah. She's 40 to 1. I might throw a few euro at that. Uh, one little kind of news story that came out of this so say young Kim's caddy has been a quote removed from the US Open after he was caught in an office taking photos of internal course setup documents so he, uh-huh. he, she won't be penalised and he won't be allowed to caddy for her this week um, you gotta give him credit for trying you know, oh, to, be, yeah. to be a sneaky stealth ninja and getting in there to the office and you know the lesbianage thing get some, get some insider info on it but um, not as sneaky as he thought he was, and he, you know he got proper and rightly so booted out. I'm sure 
she won't be allowed any of that information or if she did get any information you'd hope that they'd release that information to the entire field or change what they're going to do yeah so uh, that was kind of funny um, <laughs> win at all costs I guess for him and uh, the European tour goes real proper links and there's a pretty historic go- uh, Scottish golf course of Galan uh, of which the number one course I think was uh, first built in like the mid 1880s Wow. So this is from Galan Golf Club in East Lothian, Scotland. I'm not going to put on a Scottish accent for this because nobody needs their ears tortured like that. The mm-hmm. horse is a composite of Galan number one and number two. I think they're using two holes from the number two course to mix with 16 holes from the number one course. They've lengthened a lot of the holes because these guys, you know... Ah, they make a mess. They will, they will destroy an old style, an old shortening golf course like this. Uh, the weather is not supposed to be too friendly. You know, a bit of wind coming in. One, I think one of the days is supposed to be okay, but uh, you know, you get some squally showers. We're getting that kind of weather. It's a little bit messy at the moment in uh, this part of the world. So, uh, obviously, the weather is going to dictate whether these guys can take this place apart or whether um, you know par will be a good score to make. They've they've held some Open Championship qualifying around here, and the winning scores have been reasonably close to par. You know, only a little bit under. So be interesting to see how it plays and to get to watch you know a real old famous Scottish golf course the field is very strong uh, one of the strongest ones they've ever had for this and of the Ryder Cup players last year the following are playing the seven men- members of the European team so Bjorn Donaldson Dubuisson Gallagher McDowell Poulter and Rose and four of the American team Ricky Fowler Matt Kuchar Mickelson and Jimmy Walker so you know it's a pretty strong top of the field here going into this course uh, into this event Phil G, uh, sorry not Phil Will yes Will Will Nicholson uh, do you have any fancies for this week Shane Larry is playing I think I just have uh, like I just feel that Shane Larry is going to do something you know that kind of way like I just I don't know I feel it as my mother would say I feel it in my waters you know mm-hmm. that kind of way that something is good is going to happen whether it's a lead through to St Andrews or whether he's just going to win this and not win St Andrews or something but he just oh he feels so close to do, and he seems to have the right attitude about everything he's you know everything's that I can move forward it's like he's got this plan this progression you know that kind of way mm. and everything seems to be moving towards something now maybe he's not too worried about this year uh, because he's like he's reaching whatever targets he's setting himself but like it's always when you're not expecting something that it happens you know, so if you're putting these little targets and the target was to get back into the top 50, the target was to be the top 10 in a major, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's not thinking about it as much and then he'll go out and maybe blitz it. And um, the other thing is that you're looking at the likes of Justin Rose. Like, you know, you can't look much farther than Justin Rose at the moment when he's playing. Yeah. He's the, looking very, very well. The top of this field is so strong. Let's just go through the odds from our favourite green bookmaker, Paddy Power. Uh, Justin Rose 12 to 1 Mickelson 16s Ricky Fowler 18s Brandon Grace almost winner of the US Open is 22 to 1 and really handy on Link's golf courses so be interesting to see how he bounces back after his uh, crushing disappointment over Chambers Bay Lowry is 25 to 1 Jimmy Walker 28 to 1 Brooks Kepka 30 to 1 Poulter 33s as are JD and Kucher Vito and Cabrera Bayo are 35 to 1. Andy Sullivan, Brendan Steele, Jamie Donaldson, Luke Donald, Tommy Fleetwood are all 40 to 1. Max Kiefer is 45 to 1. And at 50 to 1, we have Loretta Bile, winner two weeks ago. Jost Lauten, Ryan Palmer, Soren Kelson, James Morrison, 
Byon Hun An. It's oh, a tough one tonight of the pronunciations. Mm. Richie Ramsey and Christopher Broberg. So a whole host of them at 50 to 1. So it's a deep field. There's a lot of talent in this. Even as you were naming all of them, I was going to go in. Yeah. Even the 40 to 1s, I was going to go in. New Donald's coming back into form. Yeah. But name a couple of other ones there. Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. Jamie Donaldson. Jamie, Jamie Donaldson. Yeah. I was going to go in. Like, any of them could win you know yeah, yeah. I mean I mean you're pretending you've got like you know Grio, Chris Wood who won there a few weeks ago Alexander Levy 66 to 1 Patrick Harrington's back in action this week he's 70 to 1 like there's there's a lot of very good galpers in this field it will hopefully be a very entertaining one to watch I'm looking forward to it yeah. I can't wait to be plunked on the couch and you know hopefully have an exciting finish on Sunday yeah the PGA Tour is off to TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois for the John Deere Classic. Uh, so uh, expect to see plenty of large green and yellow machinery on your TV screens. <laughs> Unusual things that you just you don't even know what they do, but they look dangerous in the hands of a person, the wrong person. Uh, <laughs> this is an event that Jordan Spieth won in 20, 2013 for his first tour event. Brian Harmon defends, and this is this is a crazy, crazy low-scoring golf course. It's the second easiest par 71 on tour, and it had the most eagles and birdies last year, any course on tour. This, uh, if you remember, this is a place that Paul Goydos shot 59 here five years ago, and on the yeah. same day, Steve Stricker had a 60. So, uh, yeah, you got to get off to a fast start, and you got to have a hot putter this week. And it's the kind of course... Uh, what I'm reading up on is the kind of course that different styles of golfers can compete on it. So the bombers can go do their bombing thing, but you can plot your way around it and you can make birdies that way as well. Oh yeah. So uh, in that in that respect, I'm I put on a first round leader bet this week Ooh. on Brian Davis, who shot 64 to open his tournament last week, and you know he's been showing a bit of form recently. He can get hot and streak with a putter. He seems to find, you know, he obviously finds it difficult to win. Um, he's had a couple of close calls, including that, uh, the one with Harbour Town against Jim Furyk. Do you remember he declared the penalty on himself? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, one of the biggest acts of golfing sportsmanship you've yeah, ever yeah. seen. Uh, but yeah, a little first round, cheeky first round leader bet on him this week. Uh, as for, you know, will Jordan Speed just go and throw in a really good week and then fly over to St. Andrews and win that? It's, it seems like he just doesn't get tired. He is the energizer bunny. So, the fact about he like he doesn't get tired. He he is only a kid. Yeah, he's twenty one. He's twenty one. Like I remember when I was twenty one. Okay, I wasn't number two in the world at all. <laughs> like, I was well capable of doing whatever I wanted to do energy wise, mm. as long as you, you, you're mixing it up well and you have someone looking after you, you know, and telling you you need such and such amount of sleep or you need mm. to do such and like once your body is managed. That's true. You, Actually, know, you can do as much as you want. Good point. You're saying you mix it up well. He was off on a fishing trip there. I saw the pictures of him, like, you know, with all the lovely girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that will make you happy and chill out any guy. Happy 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, obviously... I hate Jordan Speed. <laughs> <laughs> don't call him something like... Or don't be an American news reporter and call him something. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm jealous of his golf. You know, that kind of way. Like, you know, he's... You know, I'd love... Like, it's, it's like people turn around and they say that... Oh, like uh, to go back to McElroy or whatever they always turn around and say that if you, if you could drive the ball like, you know they always turn around remember what they always say that if you know even these pros like McGinley and stuff like that who always have ridiculously good short or short games and stuff yeah. like that they said if you could have had McElroy's driving game for you know a week or a month mm. you know, what would you have done you know that kind of way it's the same with Speed. if I had his golf game for a month yeah 
you know, like, you know, maybe to do with the head as well, but if you had his golf game for a month, like, it would just be <laughs> hilarious how quickly he'd drop from, like, 10 to, like, scratch. Yeah, yeah like, it'd be pretty funny, all right. He'd be winning lots of uh, prize vouchers along the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A little 50 here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, instead of trying to go play with the, the PGA Tour for millions of dollars, you just win a 50-euro voucher that you go spend in your golf shop on you know, a couple of gloves to get you through the hot, sweaty summer months. Yeah, exactly. Uh, second-hand pro beats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so Jordan Spieth obviously heads the market at 72. Zach Johnson, who is on the board of uh, this golf course and has a ridiculous record around here, he's 8-1. to one. Oh, I remember that bunker shot he hit a couple of years ago and it, like, literally trickled all the way to the flag on yeah. the 18th hole. It was one of the best golf shots. He had to draw it all the way around and then he went onto the front and rolled all the way to the flag. It was phenomenal. Yeah, so this is his little playground. Uh, Kevin Kisner, who was in the playoff last week, he's 18 to 1. Ryan Moore, 25 to 1. Steve Stricker is 28 to 1. A rare Asian for Stricker, who, you know, plays here, there, and whenever he feels like in between hunting trips. Yeah. Harris English and Robert Streb are 33 to 1. Brian Harmon, defending champions, 35 to 1. Tony Finnau and Justin Thomas, two big hitters, are 40 to 1. Pat Perez is 45 to 1. And at 50 to 1, we have Jerry Kelly, Jason Bone, Stephen Bowditch, some you'll know, David Hearn, George McNeil. They're all at 50 to 1 and 60 to 1 and 8, the rest. Uh, this this is probably a little bit this is a little bit weaker uh, in terms of field strength than last week. Uh, with the well, with the highlight though, uh, the star attraction being Jordan Spieth. Um, but it's going to be interesting, like as you said, uh, lots of tractors and unusual machinery. This is one that kind of lots of yellow, and, but yeah. like yellow and green. But it's also one of those things, as you said, that it's going to be exciting because of the fact that it's all birdies and eagles. Yeah, the, yeah, it is, and that's good. You just get to see them thrown in, like really low, low exactly. numbers. Yeah, you know, so it's as it's you nice. say, it's stuff like that. That you know, if you're playing a, a de- if it looks like it's going to be a dour, tough competition, and the field is like that, it's like, oh, sometimes it can get boring. Yeah, so this is not it's, it's all pars and stuff like that. You either want to see golfers being like treated like kids on the golf course, yeah. like Chambers Bay, where they don't know what to do, or you want to see them thrown darts. I like the philosophy. I don't think the throwing darts is particularly going to help someone like you know Jordan Spieth going out to St Andrews hmm. um, for next week's Open. I think he really needed to be over in um, Galan. In Galan, but at the same time, he needs to show loyalty to his uh, to where he got his first win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he was also a sponsor's invite at that particular time. So yeah, and he's, he's showed his loyalty, which is fair play to him. Do you know what he made? Because he committed to this one this year. Now he didn't know he was going to go win the first two majors of the year. So. Maybe maybe going forward he might change things around a little bit from next year on. Who knows? Uh, you just don't know. He seems like a very loyal kind of guy. The there is one cool little thing here. The last spot to qualify for the Open Championship is That's available right. at this golf course. So the top finisher, not already exempt for the Open, will get a spot in the Open once he finishes inside the top five or the top five in ties. And the John Deere Classic officials have a charter flight that goes from this tournament it's over to Scotland, so you will get a seat on that flight if you are that guy. So that's that's one good thing to keep an eye on, and maybe another little side story to the the guys trying to win the tournament on Sunday, yeah. trying to get that la- that's that golden ticket on the plane. But they always you. show this; they always have the they always have to show the plane a lot. Yeah, in the in the just waiting on the runway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I can't remember it was Zach. I can't remember who it was. But they were like, get them on a plane. No, I think if it is a tie and the people are tied, I think it goes in your world ranking. Just uh, for people to be clarified. So yeah, if, there's, yeah, if there's four or five people tied on in fifth spot, 
that they even if someone has come it's in, the, the world the it's highest, the world, highest world ranking, ranking. that would be such a brutal way to lose out wouldn't it yeah oh god it'd be cruel uh, anyway so look that's what's coming up against it, coming up this week. It is. It feels like we're kind of holding our breath a little bit because you know for the Open Championship next week, and we we are somewhat. But you know, hopefully we get a couple of nice, exciting tournaments. And next week, uh, as we have done for the other majors this year, we're going to be joined by Steve Bamford of GolfBettingSystems.co.uk, who will bring his much much better knowledge and uh, stats to the show to try help us identify the winner of the Open Championship or at least a couple of bets that will get us a little bit of profit and a bit of a sweat and you know going down the stretch on Sunday so we really look forward to that always love having Steve on the show and it stops me talking crap like I do for a lot of the, the podcasts so notably I'm not disagreeing with Will's not disagreeing that's nice yeah uh, <laughs> Okay, guys, um, don't forget to enter the Karn competition. Uh, voucher for a four-ball down there. One of the best links golf courses you will ever go to. And we're going to look towards trying to get a group, uh, a golf podcast weekend down there, or at least announce when we're going to be down there next, and if anybody likes to join. But anyway, the tweet will be at the top, the top of our Twitter feed all week long, so fire it out there and get your name in the hat for the draw. Um, we close the day for that. The close the day for that is Sunday twelfth. Yeah, if we haven't mentioned that already, so um, it's at podcast GTS. Okay, look, thanks a million, Will, for being on the show this week, and we'll have thanks, you again man. next week. And yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks to everybody for listening. If you're teeing it up, play awesome, and if you're not, enjoy the golf on oh, TV. We medal this week, boom. We do have a medal this yeah, week nice. on Saturday. Yeah, I need to go ahead and get a few holes in between now and Saturday for ah. practice. Uh, or maybe just going cold. Who knows? I, I, we haven't obviously haven't been formally yet, so no. we're still tinkering with it. Okay, right, we're out of here, guys. Have a great week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, you're fine. Bye bye. <laughs>